Chapter 18 of 25 Sermons on the Holy Land. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. 25 Sermons on the Holy Land by Thomas DeWitt Talmage. He toucheth the hills and they smoke. Psalm 104, 32 david the poet here pictures a volcano and what church's cotopaxi does on painter's canvas this author does in words you see a hill calm and still and for ages immovable but the lord out of the heavens puts his finger on the top of it and from it rise thick vapors intershot with fire he toucheth the hills and they smoke god is the only being who can manage a volcano and again and again he has employed volcanic action the pictures on the walls of pompeii the exhumed italian city as we saw them last november demonstrate that the city was not fit to live in the first century that city engirded with palaces imparadised with gardens pillared into architectural exquisiteness was at the foot of a mountain up the sides of which it ran with vineyards and villas of merchant princes and all that marble and bronze and imperial baths and arboriculture and rainbowed fountains and a coliseum at the dedication of which nine thousand beasts had been slain and a supernal landscape in which the shore gave roses to the sea and the sea gave crystals to the shore yes all that beauty and pomp and wealth could give was there to be seen or heard but the bad morals of the city had shocked the world in the year seventy nine on the fourth of august a black column rose above the adjoining mountain and spread out pliny says as he saw it like a great pine tree wider and wider until it began to rain upon the city first thin ashes and then pumice-stone and sulphurous fumes scooped and streams of mud poured through the streets till few people escaped and the city was buried and some of the inhabitants eighteen hundred years after were found embalmed in the scoriae of that awful doom the lord called upon volcanic forces to obliterate that profligate city he touched the hills and they smoked nothing but volcanic action can explain what i shall show you at the dead sea upon which i looked last december and of whose waters i took a bitter and stinging taste concerning all that region there has been controversy enough to fill libraries science saying one thing revelation saying another thing but admit volcanic action divinely employed and both testimonies are one and the same geology chemistry geography astronomy ichthyology ornithology and zoology are coming one by one to confirm the scriptures two leaves of one book are revelation and creation and the penmanship is by the same divine hand our horseback ride will not be so steep to-day and you can stay on without clinging to the pommel of the saddle but the scenes amid which we ride shall if possible be more thrilling and by the time the horses snuff the sulphurous atmosphere of lake asphaltites or the dead sea 
we shall be ready to dismount and read from our bibles about what was done that day by the lord when he touched the hills and they smoked take a tour and pass along by the rocky fortress of masada where occurred something more wonderful in the day of desperation than you have ever heard of unless you have heard of that herod built a palace amid these heaps of black and awful rocks which look like a tumbled midnight a great band of robbers about one thousand including their families afterward held the fortress when the roman army stormed that steep and the bandits could no longer hold the place their chieftain eleazar made a powerful speech which persuaded them to die before they were captured first the men kissed their families a loving and tearful good-bye and then put a dagger into their hearts and the women and the children were slain then ten men were chosen by lot to slay all the other men and each man lay down by the dead wife and children and waited for these executioners to do their work this done one man of the ten killed the other nine then the survivor committed suicide two women and five children had hid themselves and after all was over came forth to tell of the nine hundred and sixty slaughtered great and rugged natural scenery makes the most tremendous natures for good or evil great statesmen and great robbers great orators and great butchers were nearly all born or reared among mountain precipices strong natures are hardly ever born upon the plain when men have anything greatly good or greatly evil to do they come down off the rocks pass on from under the shadow of masada the scene of concentrated diabolism and come along where the salt crystals crackle under the horses hooves you are near the most godforsaken region of all the earth you to whom the word lake has heretofore suggested those bewitchments of beauty lucerne or cayuga some great pearl set by a loving god in the bosom of the luxuriant valley change all your ideas about a lake and see this sheet of water which the bible calls the salt sea or sea of the plain and josephus calls lake asphaltites the muleteers will take care of the horses while we get down to the brink and dip up the liquid mixture in the palm of the hand the waters are a commingling of brimstone and pitch and have six times larger percentage of salt than those of the atlantic ocean the ocean having four per cent of salt and this lake twenty six and a quarter per cent lake siri coal of india is the highest lake in the world this lake on the banks of which we kneel is the lowest lake it empties into no sea among other things for the simple reason that water cannot run uphill it swallows up the river jordan and makes no response of thanks and never reports what it does with the twenty million cubic feet of water annually received from that sacred river it takes the tree branches and logs floated into it by the jordan and pitches them on the banks of bitumen to decay there the hot springs near its banks by the name of kalirho where king herod came to bathe off his illnesses no sooner pour into the sea than they are poisoned not a fish scale swims it not an insect walks it it hates life and if you attempt to swim there 
it lifts you by an unnatural buoyancy to the surface as much as to say we want no life here but death is our preference death those who attempt to wade into this lake and submerge themselves come out almost maddened as with the sting of a hundred wasps and hornets and with lips and eyelids swollen with the strange ablution the sparkle of its waters is not like the sparkle of beauty on other lakes but a metallic lustre like unto the flash of a sword that would thrust you the gazelles and the ibexes that live on the hills beside it and the cranes and wild ducks that fly across for contrary to the old belief birds do safely wing their way over it and the arab horses you have been riding though thirsty enough will not drink out of this dreadful mixture a mist hovers over parts of it almost continually which though natural evaporation seems like a wing of doom spread over liquid desolation it is the rinsings of abomination it is an aqueous monster coiled among the hills or creeping with ripples and stenchful with nauseating malodors in these regions once stood four great cities of assyria sodom gomorrah adma and zeboim the bible says they were destroyed by a tempest of fire and brimstone after these cities had filled up of wickedness no that is absurd cries some one it is evident that this was a region of salt and brimstone and pitch long before that and so it was the bible says it was a region of sulphur long before the great catastrophe well now says some one wanting to raise a quarrel between science and revelation you have no right to say the cities of the plain were destroyed by a tempest of fire and sulphur and brimstone because this region had these characteristics long before these cities were destroyed volcanic action is my reply these cities had been built out of very combustible materials the mortar was of bitumen easily ignited and the walls dripped with pitch most inflammable they sat i think on a ridge of hills they stood high up and conspicuous radiant in their sins ostentatious in their debaucheries four hells on earth one day there was a rumbling in the earth and a quaking what's that cry the affrighted inhabitants what's that the foundations of the earth were giving way a volcano whose fires had been burning for ages at god's command burst forth easily setting everything aflame and first lifting these cities high in the air and then dashing them down in chasms fathomless the fires of that eruption intershot the dense smoke and rolled unto the heavens only to descend again and all the configuration of that country was changed and where there was a hill there came a valley and where there had been the pomp of uncleanness came widespread desolation the red-hot spate of volcanic action had shoveled under the cities of the plain before the catastrophe the city stood on the top of the salt and sulphur after the catastrophe they were under the salt and sulphur science right revelation right he toucheth the hills and they smoke no science ever frightened believers in revelation so much as geology they feared that the strata of the earth would contradict the scriptures and then moses must go under 
but as in the dead sea instance so in all cases god's writing on the earth and god's writing in the bible are harmonious the shelves of rock correspond with the shelves of the american bible society science digs into the earth and finds deep down the remains of plants and so the bible announces plants first science digs down and says marine animals next and the bible says marine animals next science digs down and says land animals next and the bible responds land animals next then comes man says science then comes man responds the bible science digs into the regions about the dead sea and finds result of fire and masses of brimstone and announces a wonderful geological formation oh yes says the bible moses wrote thousands of years ago the lord reigned upon sodom and upon gomorrah brimstone and fire from the lord out of heaven and david wrote he toucheth the hills and they smoke so i guess we will hold on to our bibles a little longer a gentleman in the ante-room of the white house at washington having an appointment with mr lincoln at five o'clock in the morning got there fifteen minutes early and asked the servant who is talking in the next room it is the president sir is anybody with him no sir he is reading the bible he spends every morning from four to five o'clock reading the scriptures my text implies that god controls volcanoes not with the full force of his hand but with the tip of his finger etna stromboli and vesuvius fawn at his feet like hounds before the hunter these eruptions of the hills do not belong to pluto's realm as the ancients thought but to the divine dominions humboldt counted two hundred of them but since then the indian archipelago has been found to have nine hundred of these great mouthpieces they are on every continent and in all latitudes that earthquake which shook all america about six or seven summers ago was only the raving around of volcanoes rushing against the sides of their rocky caverns trying to break out they must come to the surface but it will be at the divine call they seem reserved for the punishment of one kind of sin the seven cities they have obliterated were celebrated for one kind of transgression profligacy was the chief characteristic of the seven cities over which they put their smothering wing pompeii herculaneum stabiae adma zeboim sodom and gomorrah if our american cities do not quit their profligacy if in high and low life dissoluteness does not cease to be a joke and become a crime if wealthy libertinism continues to find so many doors of domestic life open to its faintest touch if russian and french and american literature steeped in pruriency does not get banished from the newsstands and ladies parlors god will let loose some of these suppressed monsters of the earth and i tell these american cities that it will be more tolerable for sodom and gomorrah in the day of judgment whether that day of judgment be in this present century or in the closing century of the earth's continuance the volcanic forces are already in existence but in the mercy of god they are chained in the kennels of subterraneous fires 
yet let profligacy whether it stagger into a lazaretto or sit on a commercial throne whether it laugh in a faded shawl under the street gaslight or be wrapped in the finest array that foreign loom ever wrought or lapidary ever impearled know right well that there is a volcano waiting for it whether in domestic life or social life or political life or in the foundations of the earth from which sprang out the devastations that swallowed the cities of the plain he toucheth the hills and they smoke but the dragoman was rejoiced when we had seen enough of this volcanic region of palestine and he gladly tightens the girths for another march around the horses which are prancing and neighing for departure we are off for the jordan only two hours away we pass Bedouins whose stern features melt into a smile as we give them the salutation, Salam alaikum, peace be with you, their smile sometimes leaving us in doubt as to whether it is caused by their gladness to see us or by our poor pronunciation of the Arabic. Oh, they are a strange race, these Bedouins, such a commingling of ruffianism and honor, of cowardice and courage, of cruelty and kindness when a band of them came down upon a party in which Miss Waitley was travelling, and were about to take pocket-books and perhaps life, this lady sitting upon her horse took out her notebook and pencil and began to sketch these brigands, and seeing this composure the bandits thought it something supernatural and fled. Christian womanliness or manliness is all-conquering when martin luther was told that duke george would kill him if he went to leipzig luther replied i would go to leipzig if it rained duke george's nine days now we come through regions where there are hills cut into the shape of cathedrals with altar and column and arch and chancel and pulpit and dome and architecture of the rocks that i think can hardly just happen so Perhaps it is because God loves the church so well, he builds in the solitudes of Yellowstone Park and Yosemite and Switzerland and Palestine these ecclesiastical piles. And who knows but that unseen spirits may sometimes worship there? Dragoman, when shall we see the Jordan? I asked. All the time we were on the alert, and looking through tamarisk and willows for the greatest river of all earth the mississippi is wider the ohio is deeper the amazon is longer and the hudson rolls amid regions more picturesque the thames has more splendor on its banks the tiber suggests more imperial procession the elysis has more classic memories and the nile feeds greater populations by its irrigation but the jordan is the queen of rivers and runs through all the bible a silver thread strung like beads with heroics, and before night we shall meet on its banks Elijah and Elisha, and David and Jacob and Joshua, and John and Jesus. At last, between two trees I got a glimpse of a river, and said, What is that? The Jordan, was the quick reply, and all along the line which had been lengthened by other pilgrims, some from america and some from europe and some from asia the cry was sounded the jordan the jordan hundreds of thousands of pilgrims have chanted on its banks and bathed in its waters 
many of them dip a gown in the wave and wring it out and carry it home for their own shroud it is an impetuous stream and rushes on as though it were hastening to tell its story to the ages many an explorer has it whelmed and many a boat has it wrecked lieutenant molyneux had copper-bottomed crafts split upon its shelvings only one boat that of lieutenant lynch ever lived to sail the whole length of it at the season when the snows on lebanon melt the rage of this stream is like the Kanama when john's town perished and the wild beasts that may be near run for the hills explaining what jeremiah says behold he shall go up like a lion from the swelling of jordan no river so often changes its mind for it turns and twists travelling two hundred miles to do that which in a straight line might be done in sixty miles among banks now low now high now of rocks now of mud and now of sand laving the feet of the terebinths and oleanders and acacias and reeds and pistachios and silver poplars this river marries the dead sea to lake galilee and did ever so rough a groom take the hand of so fair a bride this is the river which parted to let an army of two million israelites cross here the skilled major-general of the syrian host at the seventh plunge dropped his leprosy not only by miraculous cure but suggesting to all ages that water and plenty of it had much to do with the sanitary improvement of the world here is where some theological students of elisha's time were cutting trees with which to build a theological seminary and an axe head not sufficiently wedged to the handle flew off into the river and sank and the young man deplored not so much the loss of the axe head as the fact that it was not his own and cried alas it was borrowed and the prophet threw a stick into the river and in defiance of the law of gravitation the iron axe head came to the surface and floated like a cork upon the water and kept floating until the young man caught it a miracle performed to give one an opportunity to return that which was borrowed and a rebuke in all ages for those who borrow and never return their bad habit in this respect so established that it would be a miracle if they did return it yea from the bank of this river elijah took team of fire showing that the most raging element is servant of the good and that there is no need that a child of god fear anything for if the most destructive of all elements was that day fashioned into a vehicle for a departing saint nothing can ever hurt you who love and trust the lord i am so glad that that chariot of elijah was not made out of wood or crystal or anything ordinarily pleasant but out of fire and yet he went up without having so much as to fan himself when stepping from amid the foliage of these oleanders and tamarisks on the banks of the jordan he put his foot on the red step of the red equipage and took the red reins of vapour in his hands and spurred the galloping steed toward the wide open gate of heaven it was a scene for ever memorable so the hottest afflictions of your life may roll you heavenward so the most burning persecutions the most fiery troubles may become uplifting 
only be sure that when you pull on the bits of fire you drive up toward god and not down towards the red sea when latimer and ridley died at the stake they went up in a chariot of fire when my friend p p bliss the gospel singer was consumed with the rail train that broke through ashtabula bridge and then took flame i said another elijah gone up in a chariot of fire but this river is a river of baptisms christ was here baptized and john baptized many thousands whether on these occasions the candidate for baptism and the officer of religion went into this river and then while both were standing the water was dipped in the hand of one and sprinkled upon the forehead of the other or whether the entire form of the one baptized disappeared for a moment beneath the surface of the flood i do not now declare while i cannot think without deep emotion of the fact that my parents held me in infancy to the baptismal font in the old meeting-house at somerville and assumed vows on my behalf i must tell you now of another mode of baptism observed in the river jordan on that afternoon in last december the particulars of which i now for the first time relate it was a scene of unimaginable solemnity a comrade in our holy land journey rode up by my side that day and told me that a young man who is now studying for the gospel ministry would like to be baptized by me in the river jordan i got all the facts i could concerning his earnestness and faith and through personal examination made myself confident he was a worthy candidate there were among our arab attendants two robes not unlike those used for american baptistries and these we obtained as we were to have a large group of different nationalities present i dictated to my daughter a few verses and had copies enough made to allow all to sing our dragoman had a man familiar with the river wade through and across to show the depth and the swiftness of the stream and the most appropriate place for the ceremony then i read from the bible the accounts of baptisms in that sacred stream and implored the presence of the christ on whose head the dove descended at the jordan then as the candidate and myself stepped into the waters the people on the banks sang in full and resounding voice on jordan's stormy banks i stand and cast a wistful eye to canaan's fair and happy land where my possessions lie oh the transporting rapturous scene that rises to my sight sweet fields arrayed in living green and rivers of delight by this time we had reached the middle of the river as the candidate sank under the floods and rose again under a baptism in the name of the father and the son and the holy ghost there rushed through our souls a tide of holy emotion such as we shall not probably feel again until we step into the jordan that divides earth from heaven will those waters be deep will those tides be strong no matter if jesus steps in with us friends on this shore to help us off friends on the other shore to help us land see they are coming down the hills on the other side to greet us how well we know their step how easily we distinguish their voices from bank to bank we hail them with tears and they hail us with palm branches they say to us is that you father 
is that you mother and we answer by asking is that you my darling how near they seem and how narrow the stream that divides us could we but stand where moses stood and view the landscape o'er not jordan's stream nor death's cold flood could fright us from the shore End of chapter 18